Hi, this is Riggs Eckleberry, CEO of Origin Clear, and welcome to the podcast Water is the New Gold, which is based on a briefing that I give every week in a webinar, and it really explores how water is changing disruptions. Go ahead, give a listen, and stay tuned. All right, then, we're going to go ahead and begin, and I really appreciate you guys coming on board. This is recorded so that um, you know we'll save it somewhere and people can refer to it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to run through some of the developments and what the company's doing and what we're all about. And then you've got ways that you can let, let us have questions fed to me. Devin, if you would like to give the number that people can call to give those questions, you can do so now. Yes, so that's uh, area code 323-939-6645. And you can call extension, mm-hmm. uh, dial extension 201 or 116. So again, that one more time, that's 323-939-6645, extension 201. That's busy for some reason, 116. And you can call during uh, the phone call if you have any questions and uh, or afterwards, we'll be around to uh, take calls. Thank you, Devin. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and start right away. So, you know, Origin Clear has been around for 10 years and uh, just taking a trip down memory lane, we were originally created, and I'm sorry, somebody's not muted, so let's make sure everybody's muted. So our original mission was really to enter the algae field to create biofuels. We, and pe- people still ask us if we use algae to clean water, and that's not so. What we developed was a way to clean water, uh, sorry, to, to harvest algae using electricity. That became very successful. We, we learned how to essentially crack algae and, and get all kinds of beneficial products, but mainly um, for fuel. And that was really our focus. Now, moving on into uh, 2010, 2011, really the world experienced the boom of fracking and horizontal drilling, which um, kind of made algae as a biofuel a non-starter at the time. We're seeing it come back now, uh, and we have new efforts on algae. But really, at the time, fracking and horizontal drilling not only hit the algae industry so much so that, that large companies like Solozyme, who were on the NASDAQ at the time, completely collapsed. But in addition, that whole boom, of course, led to the collapse of the oil prices that are just now starting to come back. So the, this is a major event. We managed to pivot. Uh, we adapted the company. We do that very, very well. And we took this electrical process that was used to basically cause algae to get clumped up, shall we say, in a very scientific way of saying. And we then applied that initially to removing the hydrocarbons and the oils from produced water and oil wells and the frac flowback water. That was our early effort. Then, of course, there was that crash in the oil prices. And the entire oil industry just basically went into a huge economy by just shutting down rigs and not spending money or anything like that. And that went on until very, very recently. We're seeing that come back now with the industry having to spend $3 trillion a year for years ahead of them uh, to catch up on infrastructure, and a huge piece of it is water. Okay, so then uh, when that happened, we further expanded out into industrial water treatment. That has become really our strength. The technology is called electrowater separation. And then in 2016, brother and co-founder Nicholas Eckleberry invented something called advanced oxidation, AOX, which is a way to take 
micro particles of of uh, things like drugs and and ammonia and various other very difficult things to remove from uh, essentially clean water and destroy them. So just to wrap up the discussion of the technology, because I'm not going to spend the entire, basically on the one hand, we have uh, the cleanup of very dirty, very oily water in a very efficient way. On the other side, we have removing very minute microtoxins from water that are drinkable or close to it. And they can be used in combination as well. So you can not only uh, clarify the water, but you can also remove these very, very difficult to remove microtoxins. Now, the first part where we remove the really, really difficult stuff, I like to call it a lot the catalytic converter for water, because a lot like the catalytic converter in your car basically gets rid of all the particulates, but you notice that the platinum in your catalytic converter does not you know, go away. It doesn't dissolve. It continues to exist pretty much the way it is, and that's called a catalyst. So we have here a catalyst. Um, that we use to cause these particulates to fall out of the water. And as I say, it's very, very efficient. Now, we've taken an approach that's licensing. Now, the primary benefit that we've seen for this technology is that water that people have been unable to clean economically is now, can now be cleaned economically. Uh, we see that, for example, with landfill black water. Um, this is a project that's going on in Malaysia. And uh, generally, this stuff is so bad and clogs the filters and so on so badly that it often is just let go downstream. Same thing with palm oil residue um, in places like, uh, like Malaysia. And then, of course, we have um, oil and gas. Now, in oil and gas, you've got, uh, for example, places where they have to recycle. The Marcellus in Pennsylvania, for example. In Pennsylvania, they have to take this, this water. They either have to clean it or they have to uh, have it trucked over into Ohio where they can have it be disposed of. That's all very well, but when they dispose of it in Ohio, it's certainly safe, but that water goes down so deep into the Earth's mantle that it basically disappears forever and is never recovered. So, so that's really a net loss. It'd be better if they recycled it, but there's a cost. The cost can be as high as $6 a barrel, and so um, that's a lot of money. And so the, the, uh, the fracking operators and the, and the well operators have to look at, okay, is it cheaper for me to truck it or is it cheaper for me to recycle it? By dramatically reducing the cost of it you know, um, into the pennies, make it very, very simple decision. Yeah, we can recycle it. That dramatically increases the reuse of the water. It reduces truck trips dramatically. It also increases profits and it's good for the environment. So it's a win-win. And we've really shown that to be the case. And in addition, um, we have a licensee who's operating in the Permian in Texas, who, and this is where we get into the paranoia of the oil industry, that we're not, we're not permitted to do a lot of publicity around this, but we have succeeded in commercializing a, uh, what's called a chlorinator. And that is a device that disinfects water in oil wells to eliminate the bacteria that can make the well sour. And that uh, all by itself is worth about 10% of the value of the barrel, whether the crude is sweet or sour. So that's a big deal. And we are now, uh, our, our licensee in Texas is at commercial scale doing this and generating royalties for us. So that's a good situation. Now, the, uh, I'm gonna quickly talk about the business model 
uh, of the technology division and where that's going. We, we, we use a licensing model primarily because our technology has so many wide applications. It's very, very hard. If, if we go for deep dive into a particular vertical, then fine, we'll get some money in that vertical, but then our technology will be essentially stolen by others for other verticals. So we wanted to get widespread, you know, really lock down the, the intellectual property, which as you probably know, if you look at the investment page on Origin Clear, has been valued at $8 million by a third party assessor, that uh, appraiser that we hired. And um, that was back in November, so we think it's improved. But nonetheless, we've created a value for the technology and a ring fence around it that's very hard for people to penetrate. And we've also put it out in enough application areas that we are present in a lot of places and we're well known. So that was step one, really, was to get this out there, but not really becoming the people who sold it to the end users. We did do this in China. In China, we have our own captive master licensee, a company that we own called Origin Clear Technologies Hong Kong. And so we do our own sales to industrial end users in China. And that's actually successful. We're doing well. It's, it's um, you know, revenues there are, are increasing. And so we, we think that's a good thing. What you're going to see in uh, the fourth quarter and especially in 2019 is the technology. We're going to move more and more into manufacturing products based on electro-water separation and not just licensing it. And uh, because we already manufacture, we manufacture Texas, we manufacture in China, but normally for the licensees who then take it out and create products from it. Electro-water separation and advanced oxidation, EWS, AOX, are technologies, they're not products. So when somebody decides to license it, they, they take it, we give them the blueprints, we give them a little demo machine, we, give them, we build machines, we do various things for them, but they then embed that technology into their complete process. And that's how it works, and it works very well. It's a lot like how you might sell a BMW a radio, and no lo it's no longer called uh, an Alpine radio, it's called a BMW radio, because they've branded it under their own brand. So that's the business we've been in. It's called OEMs, Original Equipment Manufacturers, and that is, that's a good business because it's, it, you, don't, you don't have a cost of goods, really. Uh, we're able to operate that licensing operation, essentially, with a very small team at headquarters. That, and that's good. We're going to maintain it. What we want to do now is fast forward. And my plan for the technology division is to create a product line in addition to the licensing. And so that's going to be a win-win. So that's really the technology division in a nutshell. It is even in its licensing phase, which is not high revenue, although it is high profit, it is uh, generating just about enough to, uh, to in fact, it's, it's doing well. Um, I would say that it's paying its bills, but it far more as a product line, and that's definitely a plan in 2019. Now, I've been asked also, and this is a question that I will cover, what's the 12-month plan and 24-month plan? And um, what I'm gonna essentially do in this call is walk through the various areas of activity and project them out into the next year. For the technology, 12-month plan, again, is to productize and to create sales of, of Origin Clear products as opposed to technology. There's a huge difference. And then on a 24-month basis, it really has to do with how can we create very high-level strategic partnerships with large companies using the technology. So how can we 
how can we get a home run, for example, uh, you know, get a very large company to, to take a transformative licensing deal, shall we say. But that's for the future. For now, we're doing all these non-exclusive license deals that get us into various different applications. For example, we're doing extremely well with livestock manure in, in Spain, which is the third largest producer of uh, pork in the world. And they're, they're using our technology to handle this extremely difficult effluent called manure. Again, licensees continuing to expand applications. In 2019, getting into a product line, and uh, I'll be bringing in some very good help to do that. They've already become involved with us on a part-time basis, and they're going to become full-time, we believe, in 2019. And then on a much longer timeline, get into some very strategic partnerships and licensing deals. So that's, that's the technology. The next thing that I want to discuss is what we started doing in 2015. What we uh, realized in 2015 was that uh, there's an opportunity to create a, a, a much larger company for two purposes. Number one, we wanted to have more distribution channel for our own technology. So acquiring water companies was a good thing. But number two, we saw that there was a trend that has only become greater and greater in the water industry, which is that centralized facilities are not keeping up with demand. In the U.S., for example, uh, we see this as a research by Lux Research, which is quoted on the originclear.com website under the group section. And that research basically says that the U.S. infrastructure is going to require a quarter trillion dollars to fix. And I don't think Washington is, is <laughs> going to get anywhere on that anytime soon. Um, so what's happening is that the central treatment plants, the sewage systems, the municipalities are forced to require industrial users, agriculture users, commercial users, and even large residential developments to treat their own water and only to give the treated water to the municipality. The main reason for that is that sewage must travel on high pressure lines, and high pressure lines are Literally, you've heard about the breaking mains, and every once in a while you hear on the news that a main breaks somewhere. Well, that's the problem because then they can no longer receive sewage if those high-pressure mains break and they're not being repaired. They can only take a gravity feed of treated water. But what this effectively does is it forces people at the edge, factories, large agricultural facilities, etc., to treat their own water, and that's not their business. And so they give it to a local water treatment organization company, which is often very small. And all of a sudden, you get these small operators, these mom and pops, starting to become very, very important. As these uh, small mom and pop operators grow, they run into growing pains. They have capital issues. And so our plan, really starting in 2015, was to begin to acquire these companies and to make a large group of companies that have been starting out small, you know, well below the, the radar of the very large private equity firms in New York and also the very large water companies. These are companies that are too small for the very big guys, but we know they're growing. And if we solve their problems, then, then we've got something. And uh, our philosophy is very simple. We do not believe in acquiring in order to uh, destroy. Uh, you guys may have heard of Chainsaw Dunlap, the guy who took Singer sewing machines basically destroyed it um, and uh, made some made a lot of money destroyed company and that's not us we've I went through this during this during the internet uh, boom you make money but what you built is destroyed and a lot of people in water don't like that they don't like the idea of, of selling their company in order to have it 
just harvest it for the customer base and maybe some technology and the rest gets destroyed. So really our philosophy is to quickly acquire companies without trying to decapitate them. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to, we don't want to remove the, uh, the important people in it, but we do want to do the things that they don't want to do, such as very few of them want to do, you know, internet marketing, e-commerce. They have problems with finance. There's just all these things. And these are things that we can actually do as a central facility. So, so we can help people with finance and, and with uh, their manufacturing process and centralize all that. And also, of course, help them with uh, their marketing, the Google stuff, the e-commerce, all those things are great. And we're busy doing that. Now, our first acquisition was a company called Progressive Water Treatment, and for a long time it was our only one. We had, frankly, you know, you kiss a lot of a lot of frogs, and we kissed a lot of frogs. Uh, we turned down a couple dozen companies along the way. We were very fortunate, though, recently while we were doing this, to bring in a a one-man company, you might say, uh, a a, um, a real hero of the water industry, Dan Early, who is a veteran consulting engineer and and, and owner of water companies and so forth. We managed to recruit him personally. He has patents on this extraordinary way to package up uh, prefab water systems. And he's, this, he's told me he's sold about $15 million of these in the past under different corporate structures. And he brought with him a book of business, which I can't really tell you how much it is, but it is in the solid seven figures. And um, he came on board and immediately began to sell these systems. And don't join us in late June, already in July. Um, he had booked an order, although it was taken in August uh, with that brewery deal uh, that we've announced. Um, and then the, his August forecast is, I'm told, doing very, very well. So he is really executing on an amazing plan. And what's wonderful about this is that we didn't have to pay a bunch of capital to, to acquire this book. He, we basically you know, made an offer he couldn't refuse. So I believe that's going to have a dramatic influence on our revenue and ultimately our profits for the company. It also has tremendous potential itself. Currently, modular water systems is a way to deliver these prefab, you know, build them in the factory, truck them on site, drop them in the ground, boom, you're set. For example, you know, rural schools is a great example of these. They're not connected to the sewage system. They won't be forever. And you can't build septic tanks anymore because they're environmentally most of them fail, and so they have to have wastewater treatment systems. This is perfect. So um, Dan does a lot of business, for example, with rural schools, among others. Large real estate development. Instead of having to take a real estate development and spend half a million dollars or more to hook it up to the sewage system, just treat the water on site and then use the gray water or the treated water to irrigate the golf course or whatever it is. So it's all self-contained, and it's much better than trying to send it downstream to the municipality, which, by the way, is not going to recycle the water. You know, America recycles very, very little water, only about 1%, as opposed to almost 90% for Israel. And that's, that's terrible. And the main reason, in my opinion, is, well, Israel has a tremendously good uh, governmental control, and they, they know they got a problem and they fix it. But more importantly, in the U.S., if you're a centralized water treatment system, you just have to treat the water. You're not there to recapture it, unless there's really strong mandates. And or really high costs, as we've seen in San Diego, for example, they started to talk about this toilet for tap. Why? Because their costs are really, you know, skyrocketing and their marginal, their, their, their highest last cost of water is something around $1,500 an acre foot, which is huge because of that desalination plant. 
So it's much cheaper to recycle and they're driven to it. But in general, municipalities don't recycle. And as a result, America has a needless scarcity of water. When people have to treat their own water, well, of course, they're incentivized to reuse it because they just paid the bill themselves. So that's, that's really the strength of modular water. Now, currently, Dan is specifying treatment, complete treatment systems in a box. That's what he does, and he's very good at it. He has software that can create instant. I've seen it. Unbelievable. This software um, creates instant CAD or you know, computer-aided drawings, um, you know, full blueprints, uh, 3D models, and everything from just an input screen and saves literally uh, a month of man hours uh, for the consulting engineers that, that he's selling to. As a result, he does very well with those specifying engineers and he gets a lot of deals. So that's wonderful. Going beyond that, we see the opportunity to take these rigid plastic uh, reinforced shells, which have a, up to a hundred year life, which is three to four times longer than steel, concrete or fiberglass, let other water service companies build water treatment systems with them. And so that's going to be very interesting to sell uh, the shells to the world. And I think this is an amazing, amazing business. In addition to continuing to standardize these wastewater treatment systems and pump stations with, you know, as complete products. So that's uh, modular water systems, which we think is just an amazing addition to the company. And here's why it's very important. We know that decentralization is happening. So more and more of the water economy is being taken up at the edges, kind of like solar is doing for, for, for um, energy. It's happening in water, although fewer people know about it. Well, modular water is a product that directly delivers to that decentralized game. That, that's going to bring me to this, this water chain thing that we're doing, but I'm, I'm going to just continue with the group for a little while longer. So just to, to circle back, we've got Progressive Water doing very well. They, they've had a you know, year over year at the, uh, at the half year mark, they were well up uh, over last year. And um, gosh, I think it was as much as double. And I think it's probably something we should be announcing, but they're doing extremely well. And then secondly, we have modular water, which is ramping up. And I think it's going to be as strong as progressive water in terms of revenue, which will do wonderful things for our profits just like that. This week, I was in New York for a day trip. I'm, I met with an investment bank, and I can't get into the details because I'm actually not, it's not allowed to talk about the specific bank or anything like that. But what I did get was they really bought off on a slate of acquisitions that our brilliant Bill Charnesky created. Bill is the, is the, uh, our, the head of the Origin Clear group, and he, he brought in Progressive Water, he brought in Modular Water, and now he lined up a slate of uh, four acquisitions which it's a very large revenue number. It's a very large num number. And I hesitate to get to characterize it because I don't want to tout uh, on a recorded line. Um, it would be uh, material, non-public information. So I'm going to keep it very uh, purposely vague. I apologize. But uh, let me just say that the cash alone is going to be in the mid, mid, mid uh, seven figures that the bank wants to raise. So you can draw your own conclusions as to how much revenue this might buy for us in the near future. Again, I'm not going to represent this as a done deal. There's many barriers, there's many obstacles in it. So please don't bank on it. But we have a very uh, strong confidence that this is a very good slate of acquisitions. They're all very profitable. One of them has been around for 31 years and profitable 
in every single year except one, I believe. So the, these are great acquisitions. They're acquired. The acquisition is done as a leveraged buyout, which means using the profits of the, of the target, which is very good because it minimizes the amount of dilution that occurs, even though in, in this way, when you're acquiring something profitable, it's not really bad dilution. Still, you want to try and as much as possible finance it on the strength of the acquisition, and that's going forward. So I, I hope that you're going to be able to hear about this in the fourth quarter. If it happens, I believe it's going to happen fast. But again, I caution you not to read too much into this. Realtors do well when they get a listing, but they still have to sell the listing. So we think we've got the listing. Bill's managed to get four very strong companies to buy into the vision. They're excited and they want to move ahead and they're ready to go, I think. I think we can pull it together. So that's extremely exciting. And I really can't get into more than that. And I, I do apologize for the intentional vagueness there. We know, however, that a lot's going to start happening in terms of, I think we're going to be big very fast. And so we are growing the team. We just acquired two people just to support Modular Water, which is um, an ops manager, Brian Pierce, who's a veteran from, uh, we, he and I had a, had a tech company years ago. And he's very, very good with especially using information technologies to make the life of a water entrepreneur more efficient. Because remember, what entrepreneurs, if they're not selling, they're, they're not making money. So it's very important. And also, he has the service manager, uh, Gabby Campos, who is actually experienced in building manufacturing systems. And so that's a good little team. We also have a very excellent resource that I really can't get into, but a very, very strong executive level person that is consulting to us and giving us informal advice and may join us in the new year. And we'll be doing a lot of expansion of the company to support that. Remember that, as always, we're going to keep this as a confederation of equals. We're going to keep it as, you know, uh, let these, let these, they're mostly guys, unfortunately, let these guys cooperate with each other already. For example, Dan Early, Modular Water is giving business to Progressive Water. And so a bunch of subcontracting is happening, and that's going to be some great synergies. What Brian and Gabby are going to be doing is, again, building central marketing, central finance, let the entrepreneur do his job. And these small edge companies, which are booming, you know, I've discussed how that works and how potentially you can grow from a lot of small things, you can grow big. Look at Airbnb, for example. I'm not pretending to be Airbnb, but they have built what is now the largest hotel chain in the world by just aggregating a lot of small facilities. I think that's, that's a really great way to go. It's the future is these light, agile models as, to, as opposed to high capital models. And then um, we are going to also be acquiring companies that are very good at things like managed services, which are very high profit, and then teaching the rest of the company that where, where we acquire other companies that don't do that as well, that just build, begin to manage services, much higher profits, manufacturing. So we're going to have, again, these product lines. So, so that's, that's kind of the direction. I said that I would mention water chain, and that's been a big focus of mine for the first half of this year. Um, publicly, it remains a focus of mine. And I've managed to keep it from distracting the company in itself, because those of you who know anything about this whole crazy crypto coin world know that it's, it can be very distracting. Fortunately, I've managed to work with a separate team on that. And what we're doing right now is working to finalize the, the business model 
because in what's called in the ICOs, which they're not anymore, they're not called initial coin offerings because that's not the way it's done anymore, but sort of quote unquote ICO world, it's all about how good the white paper is, how good the architecture is. And I have a, just an amazingly strong architect working and, and just having extraordinary breakthroughs on that. You know, I'm, I'm not going to get into it very deeply because we'll just start running out of time. So now let me just talk a little bit again about this, this 12 and 24 month plan. I talked to you about how in the 12 month plan, in the 21 month plan, we know what's going to happen with electric water separation, which is keep growing the licensing business, get into products, and then have some kind of really good uh, strategic event more in the 24 month uh, timeframe potentially with a large water player that would really get us where we want to go in terms of changing the world with this technology. So that's, that's that. Now, in terms of the group, that's really, really dramatic because water companies are themselves not high growth companies. It just takes a while to build water systems. And so they grow 10, 20% a year. They don't grow you know, five times a year, as you might see in software, for example. And so the water industry tends to grow by acquisition. And if you've got a good platform that, that is being responsibly managed, and it's a public platform as we are, you're able to take in strong companies because there's strength in numbers. And these people know these small companies are often one-man companies, but, and they're literally living off of the home equity lines of credit and SBA loans and this and that. It's not sustainable for them. They know it. And so they are bringing what they've, they've got to us, revenue, technology, potential profits, and then we're giving them freedom from all the cares, all the stuff that I've mentioned, all the bureaucracy and making sure that they get paid and so forth. So that is the group. I really can't get into numbers on the 12 and 24 month basis because I, I, I need to actually develop approved guidance on that. And I, I need to get past the fourth quarter, which is really a defining time for us given the number of acquisitions we would like to make. But our plan is to dramatically increase revenue from current levels in 2019, already being able to increase it significantly with the existing resources, progressive water continuing to grow, much of water ramping up. Those alone, I believe, will be significant from a point of view of revenue and potential profit. And then in 2019, making these large acquisitions. And if we, if we make a series of small ones or one or two, that's fine. But the important thing is to get a run rate going of acquisitions, to become an M&A shop, get that outboard motor, pull the cord and get the darn engine going. And so once we've got that, then we have a forecastable business with the mergers and acquisitions inside. You know, I have a personal ambition. I think a lot of you guys know that I want to get this company onto the NASDAQ because frankly, the penny stock market has had a lot of bad actors and it's very hard to do business in it. NASDAQ is wonderful. Now, the thing about the NASDAQ is you can engineer your way onto it. That doesn't mean you'll stay on it. So we, we know how to get onto the NASDAQ. We could do it, I think, very quickly. Only issue is, is that we quickly fall back and then, then you've been really tainted. So it's something that we have to do in proper time. We have to clean up the company's structure. We have to dramatically increase revenues, build a much larger presence. You know, I believe that, that we'll have the profitability matter you know, well in hand also. And then once that, these things are all in place, then I'm going to start roadshowing to all the, the institutional analysts and get pension funds and all these people lined up who are going to actually buy stock at three, four, five, six, seven, eight dollars because 
if they don't, then it's going to be a great big sucking sound, as they say. But, but I really don't see that happening for a while. So I don't want to you know, tout that, that the company is going to jump on the NASDAQ. This is something that's going to happen as we get ahead of steam going on the technology being productized and really getting into revenue, continuing to license the product lines like Modular Water, getting into speed, new product lines coming in, new companies, and just becoming a technology juggernaut. That's really our plan. And once we got that going, then I believe we could realistically end up in, the, in, a, in an up list. But let me first get this backlog of acquisitions behind us, which is a challenge. Basically, the, the current quarter, Q3, is very important. Why? Because, uh, again, modular water has come on board. These are things that have happened already. These are not prospective things. And we think that there's going to be impact on revenues. And we really won't be able to talk about that much before November 15th, which is when we publish the Q3 numbers. And I know this because I'm, we are executing and it's going, to, it's going to quantify those numbers and show where we're going. And we'll be able to give some real guidance, building these profitable profit centers, getting good at them, working and welcoming the new ones. But really in the fourth quarter, being able to report that we've done a good job I think that's something we'll be able to do. And I want to stay away from touting anything because, but I'm seeing dramatic progress being made with this new acquisition of modular water coming, uh, Daniel coming on board. Now, our intellectual property is worth money today. It's valued, as you know, at $8 million. And that's a good valuation. I think it's conservative, but, but it's certainly a tangible valuation. If you're an accredited investor, what we want to do is we want to leverage that IP to get the funding needed to go ahead and execute on the technology, execute on the M&A, execute on productizing. The company that really came out of being a microcap and developed into a, a major influencer of water, and we're not just talking about a financial win here. It's going to be great. It's, it's nothing better than to go from being a way oversold penny stock to actually being a success because I think there's tremendous leverage in that. That's great. If it happens, that's wonderful. But more importantly, there is a big problem with technology adoption in the water industry. This is why I started Water Chain. Uh, this is why we're acquiring these companies that, are, that have these great technologies. We want to get these technologies out into circulation in the world because, frankly, there's a big problem in the world with water. And by 2030, there's going to be tremendous shortages. We need these new technologies out there. So Origin Clear, yes, obviously, we're going to deliver a big financial result for ourselves and our investors. No question about it, That's our, that is my mission. But behind that remains the reason many of you who are investors on this line right now, who have invested in Orange and Clear, the reason you invested in us, the reason you are still excited and interested is that there is this opportunity to make real change happen. I'm gonna briefly describe how this thing works. Basically, we're gonna ask you to invest and the Minimum is $100,000, although we, we can assemble some fractional units, but that's something that we have to work out. But it's a $100,000 unit, and there's only 20 of those investments allowed in this tranche. Tranche means slice. It's a pie slice in French. Anyway, so this pie slice that we're going to do is basically going to be three times $2 million. And the first one now is this $2 million slice. It's the best one. It's going to have the best terms. Invest the money. And we are committed to a mandatory repayment by September 2020 or earlier. And along the way, you'll make your 8% coupon, cash dividend, paid quarterly. 
and it's 8% annual interest, not bad money. But here's the kicker, and here's why this is worth doing as opposed to investing in some ETF, and that is that you will have an option to buy shares for the half of your investment at the current price, today's price, in two years. So this gives you basically, my good friend Ken calls it, you know, get paid to invest early. And it's really true because what we're saying to you is don't buy the stock now for the potential in two years. Let us use your money and commit to repaying it. And we're going to secure that with the intellectual property. You will have the right to that intellectual property, that fraction of the intellectual property for your investment. That makes you a secured holder. And we commit to repaying that. We commit to giving you 8%, which makes it a pretty decent, <coughs> reasonable investment. And then there's your equity kicker. So let's say you've invested $100,000. You will have $50,000 at today's price, which you can exercise in two years at today's price. Is it going to go up? Is it going to go to 10 cents? 50? Who knows? It's impossible to tell today. But the good news is that regardless of how well it does, you will at least have done well, done a good job, and you can look at your financial advisor and your wife in the face and go, at least we'll make this much and uh, in good faith, Origin Clear is going to perform. And then we have this potential upside, which I think is a great way to put it. And it does not punish you for coming in early, which is all too often what happens when these wonderful things start. So that's, that's kind of the picture. And I'm just making sure that I've, that I've answered all the questions. One question was to mention this Wall Street Journal article today. Huge infrastructure is being built to bring, they're raising, these people are raising $500 million dollars to build a huge infrastructure to bring the cost down from $2 per barrel to maybe $0.60. Cents. We're well below that. We're down in the teens. And I think that's, that's something that is a major strategic advantage. We don't just work in oil and gas. And, and when we do, of course, we can't even talk about it because they're so secretive. But nonetheless, we are. when we do, it really shows, it demonstrates a real economic value. It's all very well for pork producers to dispose of their manure effluent better. That's very nice. And I'm sure it's good. And it's going to generate a lot of money. But it's not going to generate billions the way savings can occur in fuel. And that's where really the energy marketplace is going to be an incredible acid test of our technology application. We have partners in the oil patch who are doing very well already. We're going to be expanding that dramatically. But most importantly, it's a real proof point of our technology and its valuation and perhaps the reason why we'll get a very large partner. Well, that's it pretty much. Um, I'm just going to – and so, gentlemen, and I hope there were ladies in the, the call too – uh, we'll be available to, to answer questions. If you do have questions after the call, we'll be happy to answer them. I plan to do another call next Thursday at 5. We'll try and get some more questions ahead of time. This was kind of a last-minute thing, but I think it's been worth it. It's been really enjoyable talking to you. Let me have more questions in the future. Now that I've kind of set the background, I'm not going to repeat myself next time. I'm going to try to be more specific. I'd like to give a phone number before I wrap up, 323 939 6645, extension 201. 323-939-6645, extension 201. Please, that's, that's, Ken will answer the phone. He will answer your questions. He will relay questions to me, either for next week or for answering right away. We really look forward to your joining us in this adventure, or if you're one of our existing investors continuing with us. We think it's an amazing thing to be working on, and I'm, for myself, I'm super excited. If the phone is busy at extension 201, Talk to Devin at extension 116. So again, it's 323-939-6645, extension 201 or 116.
Thank you all. Good night. Have a wonderful weekend, and I'll talk to you next Thursday or any time in between. I'll be happy to take your calls through Devin or Ken. Thank you so much. Well, that's it for the podcast. Thank you for joining. I do hope you stay subscribed. If you'd like to interact with me live, then join me each week at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, or the Zoom webinar. Simply sign up at originclear.com slash CEO, and thank you.